Happy New Year, and of course, welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum, and of this, and of course, this week, what we will do is we will look into our crystal ball and take a look at what's in store for 2023. And for that perspective, I've uh, actually invited and I welcome the official Executive Director of the Hawaii Technology Development Corporation, Len Higashi, and I want to welcome him to Bite Marsh Cafe. And Len, I want to congratulate you on getting the official board approval for being the Executive Director, even though you've been doing it for like the last, I don't know, four or five years (laughs) that I know. Uh, But uh, Len, congratulations, and, and you know, you not only deserve it, you've been doing the job, so... It's great to be official, so congratulations to that. That's very kind of you, and Happy New Year to you, Bert. (laughs) Well, you know, Len, you know, we've known each other for quite a while, and and like I said, I think you have done a great job with HTDC going through the, you know, all kinds of the twists and turns and the ups and downs, and, you know, I I think you've uh, um, not only kind of steered the ship in the right direction, but you've given a sense of sort of stability to, you know, the, the folks that work for you. So I think that's a, a great testament to your, your management style and, you know, just keeping everybody um, on course. And, of course, uh, you know, with that, with that said, I mean, you know, 2023, I mean, we're kind of coming out of a pandemic. Uh, you know, I call this the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe, but I've been calling it the new reality for like the last three, <laughs> three years <laughs> uh, but this is, you know, this is the reality now. And and as as we come out of this um, pandemic and as you see us kind of getting, uh, you know, fully into the the reality of 2023, you know, what I wanted to do is kind of uh, get your idea of, of how do you think uh, things might um, sort of play out for us in 2023? And and given given a little bit of hindsight, you know, in 2022, what do you are you excited about 2023? We got a we got a new administration. You know, you're, you're official in the job. You got you got some great people working over there. I mean, what what do you have uh, uh, in store for us in in 2023? That's a, that's awesome, Bert. And yes, 2023. How exciting! <laughs> it's exciting times, and you know we are coming back. You know, from the pandemic, and it felt like the pandemic was you know, uh, here forever, and, it, and <laughs> yep. it feels like it still is here, you know, but uh, some some of the blessings in disguise, you know, and, and the things that I'm looking forward to in this upcoming year, through the pandemic, it offered a little bit of uh, federal funding opportunities uh, for the state to take advantage of, and one of the biggest roles uh, HCDC did is step up to administer what we're calling the HICAP program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's super exciting. Um, it's roughly sixty two million dollars, a huge program over the course of seven years, and the purpose is to provide access to capital for small business. Now, this is part of the American Rescue Plan Act, but it was you know really the U.S. Treasury, you know, saying that there's a lot of business economic distress out there, and the, the government is willing to provide the state some funding to help businesses access the capital. Uh, so it's, it's really exciting. It's, it's a lot of hard work. It, it's a program that includes both investments and loans. Mm-hmm. And, and we're excited. If, 
I'd love to tell you just a little bit more about sure, it. Sure, yeah, yeah. And and before you do that, though, you know, the money that was awarded uh, to to HD, HTDC from from the American Rescue Plan. I mean, what American Rescue yeah, Plan is? Was it competitive, or did was that part of a you know like a line item that appeared in in ARPA? It's it's an allocation. So every state was allocated a set amount. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that being said, we were one of the first five states awarded. So we turned in our application, and the Treasury approved our application. There's still still some states who are still working out the details to get their program in order. But, you know, we felt the economic distress, especially with the downturn in tourism. You know, there was a lot of need out there. And so we worked hard. And we did have the benefit of a little bit of history on our side. And mm-hmm. the history is this is the second time the federal government has run the program. And previously, it was administered by our sister agency, who is not part of us. And so we had a little bit of a head start in terms of what we wanted to do and how we could do it effectively. And therefore, you know, we were one of the first five states awarded. Well, that's great. And then the sister sister agency that you're referring to is HSDC, right? Uh, Hawaii right. Strategic Development Corporation. Correct. Hawaii Strategic Development Corporation which became a part of HTDC mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. 2019. And and so with <clears throat> with the uh, proposal or the application that you submitted, uh, was it was it through that application that you uh, looked at doing a dual kind of program, one one based on loans and the other one based on investments? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think the first thing that we did when this opportunity came up was we spent a lot of time uh, going out into the community just trying to understand the current situation and what's out there, what's needed, uh, where, where the opportunities lie. Because the program does require for investment, you know, venture capital. It requires private sector to put up their own money, equivalent to the amount that the federal government slash state mm-hmm. is putting in. Mm-hmm. And so we have to find, you know, really find out how many, uh, how many people were able to do that, how many funds were out there available to do that. Then, then, you know, the challenge becomes, okay, are the people who are proposing to, to run this, are they qualified? You know, do they have history and track record? And in Hawaii, you know, we have a very modest uh, investment community, mm-hmm. and so it, it requires some work. And on the loan side, uh, we hadn't set this up before. So thank goodness for our partners, our sister agency, the Hawaii Green Infrastructure Authority. Mm-hmm. You know, we tapped on them, and, and they stepped up and agreed to help us administer this program. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, HGIA, that's uh, Gwen Yamamoto, and she's the executive director there and, and uh, also, part of, also part of DBED, right? That's correct. All part of the DBED family. Great, great. So <clears throat> now with the um, sort of the two programs, <clears throat> you, have, you have a loan program, you have an investment uh, program, and, and you brought on somebody brand new, right, to, to actually manage that fund. Yeah, so, you know, one of our first steps was to hire a program manager. You know, we didn't have anybody in, in-house who had experience running venture capital, and very fortunate to come across. You know, we hired Paul Shee. He's a local boy coming home after 30 years on Wall Street, moved home for family reasons, and looking to give back to the community, do something meaningful, 
And the timing just, you know, the stars just aligned and mm-hmm. you know, uh, made him a pitch, and here he is working on part of our team now. And and you introduced him to me, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago. Uh, how's he, how's he kind of like... Um, uh, evolving, adopting, adapting into the new job? Oh, he's doing great. I mean, it, just like anybody else who might move home after 30 years, you know, a lot's changed, but a lot's still the same. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. culturally, he knows he knows Hawaii. He understands Hawaii. Uh, but, but he has the New York experience. He has some of the New York edge, which I like, you know, and it's, it's going to be you know, a huge asset for our organization. You know, what I do want to also ask you uh, a little bit more about what sorts of projects uh, has he started to put some money into? What kind of, what kind of areas is the investment arm of HICAP really looking into? So I want to hold that thought. We'll be right back of this short break to continue our conversation with Len Higashi. He's the executive director of the Hawaii Technology Development Corporation. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Len Higashi. He's the executive director of the Hawaii Technology Development Corporation. And right before the break, we were talking about the uh, basically a program called HICAP, uh, which is uh, funded to the tune of uh, $62 million. And it has two parts to it. One is a kind of a loan uh, loan uh, portion of the of the, I guess, the distribution of funds, and and the other part is an investment arm, and and Lynn, you know, how much of that sixty-two million is is toward investment, and then in that same vein, what is it that that Paul, your the the guy that you've uh, re- recently hired, what is he looking for? What kinds of projects is he looking for? Well, we threw we threw Paul right into the fire. Yeah, uh, I bet. Ad, 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 admittedly, uh, he came in after we submitted our proposal. Mm-hmm. To, to, to the Treasury, but I think we would come to the same conclusion, which is we need to double down on our investments that are working and look for the current priorities that our sisters, you know, in, in EBED are working on. So, you know, we've been looking, we've been out pretty vocal talking about the past investments in terms of some of the accelerator programs, et cetera, that they had prior invested in and helped mobilize through the first time this this funding became available, and looking for new opportunities uh, to fill the gaps, and especially in areas where there's a lot of community interest. You know, one in particular that came up in our discussion was, you know, looking for some uh, investment capital for uh, some of these nonprofits. And it was very interesting to us because, you know, we're really looking at it from a holistic point of view terms of how can we do the most good for Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, this is, uh, it, it is it is dependent on return on investment, like a typical finance, but we're an economic development agency, you know, tasked with creating jobs, catalyzing new industries, uh, bridging opportunities, and that's what we're trying to do. 
Is there is there any investment that Paul has embarked on that that you want to share with us? I mean, uh, we you you've mentioned the accelerator, so I assume you know it's like the blue startups. But uh, what are some of the others that are perhaps uh, kind of new to our, our listeners? Well, we're, we're still in we're still in the process. So you know, I, I think as you know how it goes, it's probably better that I don't say too much and just talk in general generalities. Uh, okay, okay, no problem. Uh, and uh, you know, this is a. Uh, I think you know, in terms of actually putting this money into particular projects, it, it's it's not something that happens like right away, right? I mean, there's there's a fair amount of evaluation that goes into this. There's a whole bunch of due diligence, and that's why it, you know. Um, we have to be patient as mm-hmm. much as we want to make the capital available to the companies out there. We have to be patient because we have to do our homework and check all the boxes. Um, this is a federally funded program, and there's a lot of rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So so we spent, we spent a fair amount of time prepping for that, and we got some help. We got some outside consultants to help us to make sure that we um, do things properly. Uh, but once it's all set up, you know, it's going to be here for, like I said, the program that's going to last over seven years. Probably the investments will last over 10 years. And if successful, like we expect, fully expect to be, you know, it, there will be recycled funds where there's return on investments, which we can continue to recapitalize uh, venture capital funds and loans, you know, uh, credit enhancement programs, and continue to make this available for small businesses here in Hawaii. Now that's that's great to hear. In in in, the federal government provides you some funds. You can put them into uh, projects, companies as investments. And if there is a, you know, let's say a liquidity event, mm-hmm. does HTDC then take the the you know the the profits uh, as a result of that? You don't have to give profits back to the federal government. No, it's a, it becomes. You know, the term is uh, recycled funds. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if the funds come back to us, um, the only requirement fr- from the federal government is that we use it for the same purpose. Oh, we yeah. Can't okay. it, we can't take it and, and build a building complete, completely yeah. un- unrelated. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. when those funds come back in, you know, we, we can reinvest them. We can put it into new investments. We can put it into uh, new loans, other things that we're doing. So I know you know this is might this might be premature, but do you have a sense as to the timing of uh, maybe a, an announcement of of you know an investment? I mean, is it like in the first quarter, second quarter? Where do where do you see that actually happening? Yeah, we're we're in process. Um, there has been one investment already done, which mm-hmm. you know I can mention: Startup Capital Ventures. Uh, oh, okay, uh, to, just to give you a sense of the type of you know, uh, venture capital that's available. This is a program that is a follow-on, you know, to some of the accelerators and, and a lot of the companies for them to, you know, most successful companies coming out of the accelerator, they're looking for this type of capital. And this, you know, we feel like this will help keep them here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and give them, a, you know, give them the ability to grow here. Um, the, the rest of the funds we are p- planning to execute in 2023, and that would be, us setting up um, deals with with uh, venture capital funds or investment funds that's not the funds investing into the companies. It would that's when it starts to become available. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on the loan side, we, we're expecting a similar timeline. We're open for applications. We've done 
uh, some credit enhancements, but uh, we, we expect to be, you know, through through what we call the first tranche in um, 2023, you know, end of 2023, well, which would then trigger us accessing the next set of funds. And the $62 million, I should have mentioned, comes in, in three tranches. We've received the first tranche of $20 million. When we're When we're through deploying that, then we're eligible to access the next tranche. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when the next tranche comes, do you have to apply for it, or does it pretty much come automatically as part of the part of the program? Well, we have to we have to submit um, our results, you know. So we have to show them that we've deployed the capital in the way that we said we would, and that they require us to. And when they're satisfied, mm-hmm. then they will release the next set of funds. Wow! So, is Paul your your point person for all of this uh, federal? communications and compliance he is but we you know we're a team so yeah all hands on deck program is big and it requires a lot of our team our back office is working really hard oh okay uh, keep everything in check well that's great then and so high cap high cap is probably your your top uh priority program uh obviously you know it's rolling out you guys did all the prep work now it's kind of rolling out into 2023 I, I expect to see some press releases so I can, you know, have uh, either you or Paul come on and, and, and talk about some of these investments. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hold that for later on in 23. Um, what is your, let's say, next priority? You know, trying to pick some of my top priorities is not too easy, but I'd have to <laughs> say I'm calling, you, I'm calling you from the Entrepreneur Sandbox. Uh-huh, right. Here at the Entrepreneur Sandbox, things are really picking up after COVID, you know, before the COVID shutdown, things were, I, I call it gangbusters, but we're bursting at the seams. We're having so many events and activities that we're having a hard time keeping up. Uh, COVID put everything on pause. And then when we've come out of COVID, we've, we've reopened um, carefully, you know, because there still is, you know, uh, COVID-19 out there. And, and we've been careful not to overextend ourselves. But I, I have to say that, Towards the end of the year, things really started picking up. We're back up to an event every week, usually several events every week, you know, right before the holiday slowdown. December is a little slow month, typically for us, but I, I fully expect 2023 will be bursting at the seams again. So so when you say uh, the, uh, the sandbox is going to be kind of bursting at the seams, I mean, it's already pretty full, uh, you know, in terms of the occupants and the events that are taking place. I'm kind of curious to hear, you know, what is it that's going to push it to sort of, you know, push the seams, you know, a little bit. But we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Len Higashi, Executive Director of the Hawaii Technology Development Corporation. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And if you're just joining us, we're gazing into our crystal ball and looking at 2023. And with the help of Len Higashi, Executive Director of Hawaii Technology Development Corporation. And right before the break, uh, Len, you were telling me about uh, the sandbox 
course, the sandbox has been there for I don't know what, couple, three, four years now, and and uh, it's already 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 being kind of a a hub of activity. Uh, you have tenants in there, you have uh, co-working space, you have events that take place, but you're kind of predicting that it's going to start uh, kind of bursting at the seams. What's what's going to drive that that sort of new activity? If it can go fast, you know, because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I'm thinking and excited about is the True Initiative. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been we've been working it out of the sandbox. It's up to 28 organizations. Thank you to Leilani. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the True Initiative is about tech-enabling Hawaii and, and creating more higher-wage jobs here. It, it involves many of the largest companies here in Hawaii working together, sharing to tech-enable the workforce and and just again it's about creating better wage opportunities here we have so many projects we even did an esports lab at the waipahu library in 2020 mm-hmm, that's right and we feature use cases and we've been having uh large conferences and summits sometimes at the sandbox sometimes beyond the sandbox but you know the truest is headquartered here we've been running uh, public-private partnerships with the accelerator programs. You know, we work closely with Mana Up, Blue Startups, Accelerate Hawaii, just to name a few. You know, and these these programs provide training and funding for startups. Every year, these programs are getting bigger and better. You know, and, and mm-hmm. we, it was a lot of fun this year. Uh, Blue Startups ran their cohort cohort out of the sandbox, and just a lot of interesting momentum. So I can't wait to see what comes up next. And happy to be working. You know, partnered with these exciting group. Are you are you seeing more <clears throat> more startup activity? You remember, uh, you know, startup paradise. I mean, that's that's obviously still going on. But I mean, what is the general climate for startups in Hawaii? You think twenty twenty three will be a a banner year for the formation of startups? I think connecting the dots. You know, I think that's part of what the sandbox is doing. Is the limitation. You know, for some of these startups, is their network and their connections, and, and having them together in the same in the same facility mm-hmm. as like I mentioned, the True Initiative and Hawaii's leading company. Not only Hawaii's leading companies, we have, you know, some of the larger tech giants. You know, part of the True Initiative too now. Mm-hmm. Um, have, just having these intersections will make things happen a lot quicker. You know, so really excited about the possibilities there. Now on the uh, on the sort of policy front, I mean, I know that HTDC was uh, very much involved with uh, some of the the, the crypto uh, legislation. What what do you see on the policy front from a from a tech standpoint, and <clears throat> and what do you think HTDC's role might be in in um, supporting those initiatives? Yeah, as you know, we ran the Digital Currency Innovation Lab, mm-hmm. which was a pilot project to enable cryptocurrency here in the state of Hawaii. Uh, last year, there was a bill that was contemplated. I think this year, the same bill may be introduced, and hopefully it will advance further. I know crypto is going through some pretty interesting times right now, to say the least. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and for the record, HCDC has always been... We haven't, we're not advocating for the investment side of crypto, which tends to get all the headlines. We're, mm-hmm. You know, we're very interested in what it enables and so there's web3 applications blockchain applications nft there's a lot of interesting technologies that are that are the backbone is digital currency 
And that, that is what we've been advocating and, and trying to share because uh, our local entrepreneurs need to have access to this to, to be competitive. Absolutely. So, you know, from uh, um, are you are you uh, sort of looking at the the I guess the maybe revitalization of some of this uh, digital innovation in this next session, or how do you see that kind of playing out? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. I think last session there was a lot of good discussion, mm-hmm. and as you know, uh, good bills sometimes take you know time, and and. Looking forward to continuing the conversation, and you know we'll we'll have to see. You know, it's it's really up to the legislators. Our job is to just share information and provide information as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, you you know you obviously have a, a full plate of things to do. Not to mention, you also have some neighbor island interests uh, and and support for activities on on places like Maui. Maybe. You know what, what's what's kind of Maui's priority nowadays uh, from from through the eyes of HTDC? Yeah, we had some you know great conversations just recently with MEBB Leslie Wilkins mm-hmm. chatting about about aerospace and and they've been running the Amos conference for a few years now and it was sold out again and and lots of interest and lots of participation and we actually have a facility at Maui and some of the you know, more interesting new companies that have moved in have been in this satellite swarm space and aerospace and um, advanced communications. Just, just really interesting stuff. So, excited to uh, to enable that and work with you know work with Maui and work with the people there to um, for what fits best with their community. What about uh, what about Hawaii Island? I mean, anything anything sort of on the top of the priority list for Big Island? We have we have several, but I should probably start with, with my partner in crime, Greg Barber at, at Nelha. Oh, and, yeah, of course. You know, we, we've collaborated and supported you know, the Hatch Aquaculture Accelerator. I mean, people, uh, you know, one of the jewels of Hawaii is the Nelha facility. And, and Greg and I, we talk all the time because a lot of the, most successful companies in our SBIR, Hawaii Small Business Innovation Research. Mm-hmm. You know, we support companies that that uh, are awarded federal funds. Some of the most successful companies are in aquaculture. You know, in the history of us running the program, when I looked at you know back at the data, aquaculture, Nelha, SBIR is a winning combination, mm-hmm. and 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 so we've been partnered on that, and Greg's you know, done a great job expanding capacity there, capability there. It's also, you know, really interesting with hydrogen and, and some of the renewable energy opportunities, you know, especially with the uh, State Energy Office submitting an application for the hydrogen hub. You know, I think there's huge potential. And and I was on I was actually on a webinar recently hearing about the Air Force and Army's priority priority for geothermal mm-hmm. there's there's so many so many interesting opportunities and i think Hawaii island has some unique assets as well so yeah yeah and like i said you know there's a uh your plate is absolutely full i'm going to be following you very closely len <laughs> hope to have you back on the show you know we didn't even get to talk about the uh, first responder tech park over in mililani but we'll save that for a, a later date you know, if anybody wants to kind of find out more information about what's happening over at HTDC, where can they go? 
uh, please check out our website at htdc.org. Well, Len Higashi, always great to have you on the show. Len is the executive director of the Hawaii Technology Development Corporation and, of course, recently confirmed by his board, but been doing a great job for many, many years. And, Len, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much, Bert. And, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about game development and escape room games. you got to check that out. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on bitemarscafe.org. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HBR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HBR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marsh Cafe. Stay tuned. Reveal is next.